Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today we're going to talk about the true goal of our existence. The reason we were brought down from the spiritual realm to inhabit this physical realm. To inhabit an animal body so that we could make it immortal. Do you understand the feat that that would create? That would create such a sea change if this flesh could be made perpetual. And it can be. We know from even just the history in the Bible that people were living hundreds of years, maybe up to 900. But we know also that in the Garden of Eden, there were immortals. Adam and Eve were immortals. Now, what is that Garden of Eden? That Garden of Eden is the balanced human. The human who is in bliss and the human who knows how to use energy. Energy follows certain laws. And if you can just abide by them in your person, you will never lose any. So we're talking about this human body that we've inhabited. We are gods that have been placed inside of monkeys. And our goal is here to figure out how to make this monkey last forever. In the flesh, in this very easily destroyed flesh. Now, there's spiritual ways in which you can guard against everything. One is just complete and utter goodness. You can have your thoughts of evil, but you should be completely good all the time. You should never show anger. You should always show compassion. You should always be understanding. You should always be pleasant. Yes, you fight when you need to, but those moments are few and far between, and you'll know them when you see them. There's no need to go looking for them. You never get anything done through negativity. It, you don't need to. It's not necessary. It's stupid. It makes you wrong even though you're right. Everything you do takes energy away from yourself if it's done poorly. So you have to be focused. You have to be in the moment. You have to be completely present. Why? Because otherwise you will fuck up. All the things you're paranoid about, all the things you're scared about will come to pass because you're not paying attention thinking about those things. You need to be present. Now, I identified two shows ago about the main culprit here. It's the blood sugar swing. It's the elephant in the room. The Western diet has created a roller coaster ride of blood sugar for most people. 
And they just ride it their whole life until they're worn out. They're worn out because they've been on a roller coaster daily for their whole life. So by the time they're 70, 75, they're, they're zombies walking around just waiting to die. All the life sucked out of them. You don't, you want to keep the life inside of you? Never stoop down and become a pet. Never. It's never okay. It defeats the very cells inside of you to have the mentality of a little man. You have to have the mentality as though you are a god from heaven. You're representing heaven. You're a god in flesh. What what are you going to do now knowing that? Are you going to be a little sniveling fuck? Are you going to make passes at the wrong women? Are you going to be lustful? Are you just going to be completely materialistic, thinking of yourself selfish? No. You're going to be smart. You're going to be compassionate. You're going to be a God in flesh. So the way to do it, it's very simple. Get your blood sugar even. And the only way to do that is to consume as few car like empty carbohydrates as you can. If you are consuming some carbohydrates, make sure you're eating a lot of nutrients with them. If you have to take a handful of vitamins, fine. Anything that will get your body's attention and not have it absorb that sugar too fast. Protein is good to couple with it. But it's not it doesn't get solved by that. Your blood sugar still spikes no matter if you have some nutrients with it or not, if you're eating an overabundance of carbohydrates. It's why we got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Uh, we, we started farming. We started creating abundance of carbohydrates. And it became a staple in the diet of an overpopulated world. Because it's cheap, it's filling, it satisfies you for a few seconds, and it, it fuels the economy to have so many people addicted to it, because then it spawns all these bread-based businesses, all these pasta places, and all these rice places, and all these noodle places, and all these dessert places. It's perfect for capitalism, it's perfect for consumerism but it's terrible for immortality. If you want to be an immortal, you have to eat like Adam and Eve ate. And they were hunter-gatherers. Okay, they ate what they could find on the ground. There's, they, just, they didn't have access to bread. They didn't have access to any of that. And you could look at the forbidden fruit as any kind of carbohydrate because it is what makes you mortal. It is what makes you ashamed. It is what gives you knowledge of good and evil, because evil is low blood sugar. Low blood sugar comes from eating a certain carbohydrate, uh, a simple carbohydrate, having your blood sugar spike, and then there's a 
precipit there's a clash, a, a crash right after that. And that crash, inside that crash, are all the crimes we've ever known in humanity. Whatever deviance you have will come out in low blood sugar. Willpower, it doesn't exist in low blood sugar. Willpower is gone. You have no freedom in blood sugar. You are not a free person in blood sugar. Nothing you do, do you really have any responsibility for? You did not, it was not your fault. You're out of control. And you're also depressed and feeling like shit, not blissful, and therefore affecting every one of your cells to feel that way. And as your cells are continuing to feel that well way, they start to introduce cancer to get to free themselves. It's an escape device for your very molecules. They want out. They don't like to be in a body that's not feeling bliss. And if you're constantly on a roller coaster ride where half of your day is felt feeling like shit, doubting yourself, looking at your inadequacies, being insecure, having free-floating anxiety, having a ton of regret, having a foreboding feeling, always feeling like there's just some kind of thing you can't get done and you just feel dissatisfied with yourself, like all that, that is low blood sugar. And you you won't even notice it when you're in it till you're out of it. Till you get on an even keel, you'll listen to what I'm saying. You're like, this guy's really, he's focused on blood sugar way too much. It's like, he just keeps talking about it. I'm talking about it because it's, I, I get off it. I mean, I forget about it. And I'll, you know, I'll just have something that I shouldn't have, like a fucking cookie or something. Even if it's one of those diet, you know, energy cookies with a lot of protein in them. Bullshit. Okay? It swings me. It swings me to the point where the next day I'm just getting the cookie again without even me trying, without even me even thinking about it. And I see the force of it and I'm like, wow, like it's, it's unfreedom. You want to be free? You got to really limit. And I say, get the, don't even eat them. Don't, if you want to really live forever, stay away from them. Carbohydrates. Now there's, there's, they're starting to make things out of pea protein. And that's a very like intense protein. And uh, like, and also like cauliflower. They're, they're starting to make certain breads out of cauliflower, like pizza crust and things like that. And that might be something to experiment with because it's a lot. It's a, a it's a nutrient dense flour. And maybe, but I think even an overabundance of that, eventually your body will start to develop a high blood sugar off of it. It remains to be seen. If you want to make a ton of money, come up with something that substitutes all these horrible carbohydrates that people eat incessantly. They've come up with, for example, rice that they've made from cauliflower. Um, and and they, you know, people eat that instead of rice. It's not as good. Mashed potatoes, they have mashed cauliflower instead. So it, you can figure out a way 
that's where the money's going to be in terms of food because people are going to start realizing this. The, there's going to be in a few years, I know because I'm from the future, there's going to be a few years, a, a whole academy about immortality. And everybody's going to be basically enrolled. It's going to be like the Facebook of technology. It's, it's, I don't want to give away too much because then someone might pre-invent it, but it's bound to happen anyway. So I guess I'm not really doing anything. And, you know, they sent me back here for a reason, I guess, to warn you. <laughs> but you better get ready now because people are going to get hit to this and everyone's going to be immortal. Um, and then they're going to have to figure out a way to get off this planet. There's going to be spacecrafts that go into other planets trying to search for other Earth-like planets. There are plenty of Earth-like planets. There will be. We'll be colonizing this universe for years to come, and we won't even think about all this like global warming thing because there's going to be all this other Earth. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try to fix this one because all the ailments that create this carbon footprint that we've created here are all based on everybody trying to medicate this whole capitalist society as a way of medicating our blood sugar swings. If we never had them, we would have never created any of this. So people are like, oh, well, maybe it was good. Maybe it was good that we had to go through all this agony for years and years and create so much havoc and destruction and strife. So that all this great art that came out of it. I mean, I, I don't really have an answer to that. I think we're just resilient souls. We're gods. And we put ourselves under extreme conditions and look what happened. Okay. But it's enough already. We don't need to be there anymore. We don't need to have create one more fucking minute of strife. It's over. It's time to calm the fuck down by making yourself even keel. So if you do find yourself consuming a lot of um, carbohydrates, just wait for the crash Go take it now. Sleep it off. Sleep it off. Now, there's are a couple of foods that will that you can use to wean yourself off, and they are beans because they're they have nutrients, and yogurt. Yogurt unsweetened. Use monk fruit or any kind of sweetener with yogurt. I mean, I'm not any kind of sweeter. Uh, use stevia. Those are like sugarless uh, substitutes. There's, they make it sweet, but they don't increase your blood sugar. Those two things will just take care of your cravings. Also, uh, there's something called psyllium husk. It's like a completely shitting grain. It just goes right through you. It doesn't raise your blood sugar at all and it helps fill your belly but at the same time it kind of it, it tastes like a carbohydrate but it's really not uh psyllium husk it's they use it in metamucil to clear your bowels it will make you shit your brains out but not in a bad way it'll it'll clean up what's going on in your system and get you to an even keel. Now, that hunger feeling, that kind of starvation feeling that comes a lot of times when you're at low blood sugar, 
it, but it, it becomes insatiable when you're not insatiable, but it becomes really strong when you're in low blood sugar. When you're even keel, you have a little bit of a hunger feeling and just understand that that hunger feeling is your body cleaning itself of toxins. You need to be in a hunger state for at least a couple hours a day. Maybe the, the more, the better because hunger is the, that's when your, your body has exhausted all its nutrients and it starts to digest the toxins and get them out of your body. Uh, there is a filtration system and that is it. The filtration system, the cleaning of the filters happens during the fasting state. That's why everyone, they recommend people do fasts. Fasts are very good for that. But if you just fast between meals enough, you can get the effect. So once you take carbs out of your diet, you're going to have a starvation feeling. You're going to feel hungry and weak. And you're going to feel lethargic because you're an, an addict who's coming off an addictive substance. So just get plenty of rest and do not use caffeine. Caffeine is one of the biggest scams of society because it, it shortens your life. It speeds up everything in your life, ages all your organs just to give you a momentary jolt for the day so you can have a team meeting on fucking Zoom. No, cut it out of your fucking diet. You want to be immortal? Like, do you think, uh, you think God would drink a fucking cup of coffee? Okay, he doesn't need it. You need to be figuring out ways to de-acidify this body if you want it to last forever. And that's the goal, right? I mean, we're not here to fucking uh, die, right? Or am I wrong? Everyone's like, well, everyone's going to die. Well, that's not, that's not the object. That's not the idea for us, for we gods. We came here to figure out how to do this. Now, Jesus Christ had some great ideas about it. His whole thing was be a saint and don't worry about money. Don't think about it. Just be a saint. Be as good a person as you can and, and try to get people to be that way too. Like be a proselytizer of this message that you will have everlasting life if you are just a good fucking person that never gets angry, that always tries to take the higher road, who always just does the right thing. And you will have everlasting life, a very simple thing. The only thing is, it's like if you're in a blood sugar swing mode, you can't do that. You, it's, it's fucking impossible. You are, you are, you're at the mercy of your blood sugar. You can only be a Christ after you've gotten that under control. <laughs> so if you find it very hard to exercise willpower, it, chances are you're, you're just, you're spinning your wheels. You're never going to exercise willpower if your blood sugar is not under control. It just won't happen. So you got to get it under control through the diet. Just go on a 30-day 
and I say 30 day, I mean 30 year, I mean lifetime. <laughs> but if you want to just do it for 30 days to see the difference, do it for a fucking week. You'll see the difference. Actually, the the for a week, you'll be miserable for a week and you'll just want to go back. But a couple weeks, no carbs, just meat. Eat all the fucking meat you want. Eat all the vegetables you want, mostly vegetables. And and a bunch of yogurt if you really want to like you can you can do all kinds of stuff with yogurt. Eat those three things. Eat some eggs, protein. Don't eat any fucking carbs, not even any beans. See how even keel your emotions become and how much easier it is to think and how much less fog is in your brain. Oh, and don't drink any coffee. Stay away from wine, alcohol, anything like that. That's a carbohydrate. Stay away from vinegar, even. Just because it's a, it, it breaks down into sugar and makes you crave other sugars. Be very strict with that for like two weeks. You'll, you will get very intelligent very quickly about this and you'll start to understand it makes sense we don't need these things we don't need to be constantly swinging our emotions the, the consumer society needs it the consumer society loves it but but for our own bodies if we want these bodies to run forever can't happen can't be so sleep it off then Start on your program, eat some beans for a while to just clog your um, your intense craving for these carbohydrates. It's really impossible to overeat beans. But then wean yourself off. Get completely carbohydrate-free. Now, you're going to have... Some people want to have a cheat day where they just eat whatever they want for that day. You can do that but you're going to be a, have a fucking hangover the next day. Just be ready for it and maybe just have that day be a sleep-off day. It still will age you. It still will damage that body. So I don't recommend that. But there's, I think it's a good way to start just to get some days that you're not on the roller coaster. Remember, um, when you're when um, we're here to figure out how to make this flesh immortal. So that's and 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 bliss is a big thing too. Happiness. If you have any kind of strife going on inside of your body, it it's breaking down the body. It's it's causing it to go to degenerate. So you need to figure out how to fix that. And getting your blood sugar under control is one of the main ways to do it. I think I've, I think I've harped on that enough. <laughs> but it'll probably come up again. But I need to talk this to myself because I'm the one who doesn't even listen sometimes to these advice. And I'll go ahead and have something. And it all fall victim to it just like anyone else. So it's 
You're talking, I'm talking as a former carbohydrate junkie. Um, so you have anger. You know, I say, don't show any anger. That's impossible if you don't get your blood sugar under control. Here I go again. Why should you not show anger? Because anger is useless. Anger was something that maybe worked in a fight somewhere with one of our evolutionary ancestors and it got carried through to us. It's an animal emotion. Gods don't feel anger. Gods actually don't feel any negative emotions whatsoever. Did you know that? It's not natural to us. Any kind of evil, any kind of dark emotion that you've felt, it's part of the animal in you. You can comfortably ignore it. Fuck that animal. That animal doesn't understand. That animal is like a dog. It's weird. It's like you have your own pet. It's you. Because there's like a God version of you and there's an animal version of you. Some call it the ego versus the being. The ego is the 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 very pedestrian, small-minded creature that you're inhabiting. But then the higher mind. And when they look at the brain, it's like the the, the cerebellum has grown on top of the, uh, the stem of the brain, which is more reptilian. So it, it, it matches this level of this melding of the two creatures of the two uh, beings. But when you're in under the control of the animal, you is when you are, when you have these negative emotions, you're either angry, jealous, fearful, so you're ceding control to that being when you indulge in those emotions and when you believe that they are actually part of your emotional set. They're not. The part that's listening to this, that understands these words, should not have any negative emotions at all. There's no reason for them. We have reason. We can look at things. We have logic. We do not need emotions. Negative now, positive emotions, we do also get from our animal self, and those are perfectly fine. They actually enhance the body, and we want to cultivate those, and we want to remember those and store those. But we want to limit the amount of indulging in any kind of negativity. So it's, you have to be very vigilant and and keeping a lot of oxygen and keeping your blood sugars even is 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 an automatic way to deal with that. You don't have to think exercise a lot of willpower at all. No fear. And I talked about this last show. You're going to have every once in a while there's this this free floating anxiety that comes up and it's it's an accumulated um anxiety that I think gets passed around from person to person through a look through a gesture, through just the sheer tension of existence, it gets transmitted from person to person. Like if you just are kind of a dick to your cashier, that cashier will be kind of a dick to somebody else. And the anxiety moves from person to person like a fucking demon. 
It's animal. It's pure animal. You can ignore it. You can banish it completely. No judgment. Never judge anyone. Just refrain. Why? Because it's a poison. Judgment is a poison. It's in the Bible. Don't judge lest ye be judged. Which kind of sounds like don't judge or else somebody else will judge you. And that's, I guess that's true. I don't know. But my thing is, it's just going to poison your body. It also means that you're going to judge yourself and you're going to have a negative view of yourself. Because anything you see in another person, you're eventually going to see in yourself. If you create the category and then judge it, it becomes part of your own way of taking down yourself, your own animal way of doing it. Remember, it's always the animal that's taking you down. The animal is trying to drag you into mortality. The animal is trying to take the God and extinguish it and get it off its back once and for all so it can live its animal life. The animal is fighting against the God. So th- and so it does it with negative emotions. And once, if it can throw like a negative emotion up into your consciousness to the point where you, the God, take it up and don't just sweep it away, then it has its hold on you and then it can control you. And then at that point, you, the God, are, are just along for a ride with the animal. Now, even the God that is in control ostensibly, or at least as free of control from the animal, is not a free God. And we talked about this before, the idea of the free will. There is no free will. If the animal takes control of you, you have no free will. He will take control of you through negative emotions. He will take control of you through fear, through anger, through jealousy, through feelings of self-inadequacy, through regret, through um, dissatisfaction, through, through anxiety. Any of those feelings are the animal taking over. And once it has its hold on you, and, and it's very easy for it to grab hold of you when you're low blood sugar, but once it has its hold on you and allows and, and, and so that you, the God, are now entertaining these negative emotions, slowly the God starts to fade away and the animal remains. And eventually the animal goes insane and dies. Once the God disappears from its consciousness, which eventually it will, the God will move on. Just give up and let the body just die. Now, under my own theory of mortality, there's always a parallel universe where you move on with your body as it is. So your decrepit body is your future or your healthy body is your future. There's no way to escape this. That's a very important point. 
people think like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to be immortal. I want to die. Well, guess what, buddy? You can't. <laughs> you can't. You'll always be alive. Oh, forever. Yeah. So you better learn how to keep the body young, or else you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be like the fucking crypt keeper in a few hundred years. Do you want to look like that? So you know maybe you should start putting on a little sunscreen. I don't understand these people trying to get tans. I mean, you're trying to last here. Just stay out of that thing, man. The sun is like a radiation chamber. Get a little sun here and there. But some some good sunscreen might be a good idea, too. If you, hey, you want to stay looking nice. You want to look like you've been weathered, too weathered. A little weathered's okay, but too much? No. And your bones and your your flesh and everything can be maintained for thousands of years. I know I'm from a time where we figured this out. And it's it's not even it's so ridiculous that you guys live this way. So ridiculous that they sent me back here. Obvi- well, that's the theory. I don't remember why they sent me here, but here they are. Here I am. So, um you want to make millions of dollars? You know who makes who makes uh, who's like a multi 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 hexenaire as they call them. Um, it's a guy who came up with a way of making this uh, um, a virtual cookie. Yeah, it's crazy. So you put on these like special goggles and they tap into your like taste zone and you can you can you can go you can shop in their store and like you open up the package you know you you open up like a um it started out a virtual cookie but then he eventually expanded and he was able to make any kind of dessert in the virtual world so you could eat it you could feel the sensation of eating it everything like it's exactly like eating it except you weren't eating anything now, of course, there were problems with that when it got released. Some people starved to death. All they did was eat virtually. They became anorexic. So there's always a consequence. You know, this world is not perfect. But we, are, we have definitely figured out how to be immortal. And I'm telling you how. So it's always about, you know, Jesus Christ preached morality, said you have to be good. But at the time, maybe it was easier. Maybe there wasn't that much bread. It's interesting. There's all these quotes in the Bible that are like, man does not, cannot live on bread alone. <laughs> it's like, maybe that's somewhat an oblique reference to what I'm talking about here. I don't know. But there's just, it's very easy to be a good person if you're feeling good. And if you're not, if you're, if you're not engaged in mood swings, very easy. And that's one of the main keys to keeping this body young. So just keep your blood sugar constant. Now, diabetics, they have abused their blood sugar to the point where they now need medication to stabilize it. And that's 
that's that can be actually cured by just never eating any more carbs. What they do is they just prescribe medication, insulin. They should prescribe them a diet of zero carbs for like a couple of years. And then eventually their diabetes disappear. Except if they're born with it. But the point of I'm, all I'm saying is, is that you, you want to de-acidify your body. So caffeine is out. Stimulants, really out. Um, things like turmeric, ginger, making teas out of these things. If you want a hot liquid in the morning, drink a turmeric tea. Now, it's going to be hard. I Look, people are like, I'll never give up my caffeine. Some people do like the bulletproof coffee, which is like, and that can be, that's better than real coffee that's in a sense because you give yourself a certain amount of fat with butter and MCT oil or coconut oil. And then they have a jolt of the coffee. But coffee is like turning your body into a rubber band. It stretches it. After a while, that rubber band is no longer snappy. So you can only stretch it so many times. So you think about it. If you drink a cup of coffee, it's like you're just taking one more stretch of that rubber band, just making it that much less elastic. And it's kind of like invades your entire system that way. Would you give it to a baby? That's kind of a good rule of thumb, like whether you're going to eat something or not. Would you give this to a baby? No, you would not. Um, yeah, and no judgment is, is, a, is a real important thing for your mind. It's another negative emotion. It's another animal emotion. Judging is something that became, for our animal selves, it was necessary to, for survival. And to some extent, our animal self will give us those kinds of warnings when it's necessary for survival. The problem is, is that we've taken it up as gods inhabiting this animal. We have been infected in many ways by some of the animal instincts. And one of them is judgment. That's why it's specifically talked about in the Bible. It's like, don't judge. Because they know, you be, once you start to judge, you become controlled by the animal. And then you become... Because once you start to judge, you get angry, and then that anger carries you away, and then you do things, evil things, because you are you're righteous, and, and this is wrong. And this is the thing that happens to people who have really good causes. Their animal nature takes it over and becomes savage with it. We're seeing it now with all this protest going on and people getting a little too violent because they're rightfully angry, but then they start to judge. And then that judgment starts to invade, help the animal braid invade them. And the animal braid brain commands them to violence. Because it's the only thing the animal understands when the animal is threatened to do. The God in you understands that the best way to accomplish like a societal change is to have 
completely peaceful demonstrations to show that you're the more civilized party. And so therefore your rule by example should be the one that we go with. But the animal nature, it has no concept of this. The animal nature is used to fighting it out. And the animal nature is, has an instinct to do that. So the minute the judgment comes in, the anger sparks, the fear, the necessity of attack becomes eminent, becomes forefront in the mind, boom. And then what happens is because the God has become so identified with the animal and so intertwined with it that the God starts to doubt itself and the God starts to take up those emotions and not, and not be disciplined in the sense of just getting rid of them, understanding what they're, where they're coming from. They're coming from the animal. You almost have to say no animal, almost like a dog, like a dog who's whining all the time. That's essentially your worry. You know how you have constant worry? That has to be, that has to be silenced. You cannot allow your dog to whine. And how do you silence it? By just saying silence, enough, stop. Just say stop. What I like to say is disengage. What it does is it disengages me from the necessity of contemplating that emotion. That emotion I understand as an instinctual part of me that is has been grafted onto me that I can eventually mold away from, I can eventually get rid of. Because my presence of mind is enough to see to see danger, and I don't need the judging tool anymore. People like to say, "Oh, I rely on my instincts." You have a God instinct and you have an animal instinct, so that's you can't just say that which instinct you're relying on. And that's why I say that nobody's free. That's why I say nobody's free. Because either you're relying on the instinct of your animal or you're relying on the instinct of your God, of the God that really is you. The God that's listening to this is the God. The animal doesn't even hear this. So this person has an instinct too. And that instinct is generally very good, perfect, as long as it's not being tugged at by the animal, as long as it's not being dragged by the animal. When that instinct is in control of this body, there's very little erosion going on. There's almost zero aging going on. So the trick to all blissful existence is making sure that God, the instincts of the God are commanding what's happening rather than the instincts of the animal. But the observer can do nothing but to calm itself 
so that the animal can't take over and the God can stay in control. But the God, I know I just said that God is you listening to this. Not exactly. The thing called controlling behavior is the God's is your God instinct when you are calm, when you are happy, when you are level-headed and blissful. The God is has an instinct for things, and that's controlling behavior. You're a passenger watching the God live the best life. And you're pleased with it. But you're not in control. There's no free will. You're not thinking up your actions at that point. Your actions follow a pattern. They follow the pattern of of the nature that you are as a God. And that pattern will be good. It's from heaven. It's just that when you allow yourself to be taken over by and it's not really allowing. It just happens. The animal takes over. But you can set up as the observer, your only real power is to set up the mind in a way that guards against the animal taking control. That's your only kind of freedom. If you really want to call it free will, like you have a you have a will to thought. And if you can think your way under understanding how this thing works, you can remain free of the animal and you can remain in a blissful state. But you have to realize what is animal and what is God. And virtually everything that is, is distressing you at the moment is part of your animal. It was a way for it to get what it needed without the benefit of the God married to it. And, you know, the animal was on its own. All it has was its emotions and its negative emotions. As imperfect as they were, they kept it surviving. Now it's no longer necessary to have them. In fact, it's actually a problem if we want to immortalize this flesh a real problem, a really bad problem. So it has to be completely just shut out, put in a pen. Your animal nature will come in handy now. It's a tool in your toolbox in terms of just um, a lot of, a lot of things, sex, um, art, um, sports, your animal nature will, when 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 employed for those things, will bring you a lot of pleasure for your for the god in you. In the negative sense, it's a it's pure poison for your body to engage in the emotions of the animal, to indulge them, to identify with them, to believe that they are anything worth considering at this point. Anxiety, it just should just not be tolerated in your mind. Fear, not tolerated. 
anger not tolerated, just bliss. That's the only thing that's allowed. Not because you're in denial. Not because you can't face your fears. No. They're useless. They don't need to be analyzed. They don't need to be dissected and thought out and talked about with some health professional. (laughs) They just need to be relegated to what they are. They're animal emotions. They're part of a nature that you're trying to carry along with you if it would only just shut up. And it will be happy in the end that you ignored it. You are the you are the owner, it is the dog. Your dog whines now and then for no reason. You gotta tell it to shut up. Not angrily either. Because <laughs> then you become the dog to fight the dog. Don't get angry at being having anxiety. Just say no. Say no. And it's very easy to say no if you just make sure you're eating things that don't bring you to a point where you feel weak. Where you are weak. And where those emotions just start flooding in. I think I've um, gone far enough with this. I'll be back on the next installment with another Logan installment. Because I guess I've revealed it here. I've already replaced Mike Trojan. What now? Find out next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.